1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Kill House, although nobody's in the Kill House. DJ Pye here. Uh, welcome back also to the No Langa podcast, if you happen to be listening to this on the No Langa podcast. Uh, my name is DJ, joined, as always, by my friends, Randy. Randy, how are you? I am so good. It's great to be here. Are you?
0: Oh, are we good? Be yeah, could be any better. Uh, Solly is also here. Solly, how are you?
2: Fired up. This is going to be... There, flames are going to be launched Molotov cocktails about to be thrown
1: and live uh on the grounds or close to the grounds as you can tell from his uh you know just getting barreled in that painting behind him uh picture behind him Cody Cody how are you
3: great happy to be here it's a beautiful day in California a little too much sun for me after the marine layer lifted (laughs) didn't put enough
2: screen on but uh alive and well and excited for another live room you can count I'm gonna ask everyone you can go ahead and count commercial interruptions in this show because there's going to be two and this is the first one and we're going to cover commercial interruptions uh, in great detail here no laying up is of course brought to you by precision pro golf they've launched their father's day sale you can add the nx9 slope to your golf bag right now for 25 dollars and they just let me in on a big a little secret i don't know if you guys are aware of this yet you don't have to be a father to purchase one for yourself so uh, h- some huge some true. breaking news here on this podcast. You can add the award-winning rangefinder to your golf bag for twenty-five dollars off, uh, which is the biggest deal of the year. Or you could be your dad's favorite kid by giving him what will surely be his favorite gift, uh, fav- favorite Father's Day gift this year. Everyone here at No Laying Up uses the NX9 Slope. It's got all the features you want in a rangefinder: crystal clear display, slope-adjusted distances, target lock, pulse vibration, built-in magnet, and of course, the price fits uh, much better than a lot of the top line. Uh, the much more expensive range finders. You don't need a super expensive range finder. Not only is it the, uh, a range finder you can trust, it offers the best warranty and customer service in the business. If you call them, someone answers. It's a real person who's a golfer themselves that is uh, eager to help you answer your question. Only range finder that comes with lifetime battery replacements. So order the NX9 slope, go to precisionprogolf.com, add our favorite range finder, the NX9 slope to your golf bag or your dad's for $25 off for Father's Day.
1: Someone Word wants to, to know, uh, can you use a Precision Pro to get yardage into a big hill in front of you before you hit a four iron directly into it? I Thank you regret, for watching the film room video with Sali. I regret
2: less than nothing. I regret absolutely <laughs> nothing about that. It was so close to clearing it. Uh, it almost went through the hill, actually, upon reviewing the footage, <laughs> which, uh, again, I regret absolutely nothing. We made four. We're fine.
1: Let's get into it, shall we? solid where do you want to start? Should we start with story of the day? What was the well, story of the day? I think you know what
2: my biggest story of the day is, and I don't think we want to start there. So I want to start with Cody, who was on the ground today. For you, being in there in person, what's the biggest story of the day? I think, Russell, first of
3: all, Marine Layer this morning, jumped, I woke up, 6 o'clock, wanted to be there for opening tee shots, got there, and it was a lot of fog, man. Marine Layer lasted forever, and delay after delay after delay, I had so many donuts this morning, and <laughs> I finally started golfing uh it didn't start you know it didn't set me off on a very good
0: note but i'll I'll say this cody i hopefully grabbed a pin sheet had a coffee with those donuts Mm. and and went Mm. to town i was prepared i'm a good
3: you know i don't want to say the word J, but i was prepared had my uh my pairing sheet and and pin positions and ready to go and when we finally got rolling it was an awesome morning followed russell around for a long time Honestly, his 67 probably should have been a lot more. He didn't hit bad, that many fairways,
2: didn't hit a lot of greens, and just putted really, really, really well. Sustainability um, models do not love that. We have right. coastal erosion, you know, <laughs> breaking off into the Pacific out there. That's not
1: um, going to happen for like 50 years. He can make it through <laughs> a couple more rounds.
2: Yeah, so
3: it was, it was a good morning, great afternoon when, you know, the second wave started. I know you guys were a little bit upset with coverage by that point in time, but I was loving life, walking around. Checking out, dive, uh, as many planes as you can possibly see. It was like Banner City out there. If you want really? a Geico ad, if you want it progressive on the other, there are some landscaping companies offering 25% off. It was crazy. Just. That's
2: what the coverage looked like, too. That's amazing. You got the, you got the full experience in person.
3: Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting for sure. But awesome golf. Uh, the rough is thick. I don't know if anybody's heard that yet, but it's it was a good day.
2: I, I'm ready to like quadruple down on pretty much everything we said coming into this tournament. For everyone that was trying to convince us that you know no, oh, you guys are too hard on Tory. Like what? That exhibit A right there. Watching that golf on this day, it felt I I can't even tell you how many tweets we got today. They're like that felt exactly like the Farmers, both with the the way it was covered and the what the golf that was played. The scoring average was within half a shot of what the cumulative scoring average was in February at at uh, on Tory Pine South and. It just it lacked so much juice. Every single person I talked to, you know, that has covered majors for a long time, said it lacked juice, and it it just I, I'm I'm really pretty pretty upset about ev- pretty much everything about today.
0: It's mad as hell. It's it's pretty
1: much the worst we've seen. <laughs> I mean, it was. I we're, mean, we're, we're gonna about- we're gonna get there. We're, we're gonna get there, right? Yeah, Should, do we need to stick okay. to the golf first? Well, or, or I'm not keep- even talking coverage
2: yet. I'm just talking like the whole setup, the whole course, everything. It just it it blows. But let, let's start <laughs> with how does how do we not? It, it's it, Lou Tazen and Kepka now in the same bucket of like if you're not just picking auto top 10s for these guys in the majors, you you don't deserve to make picks. And I'm in this bucket. I had Louis picked, and I deleted him for some reason and kept, I don't even know what I kept, but I deleted Louie out of the top 10.
1: I do think there's something interesting, you know, if, if you're making picks to win or if you're making picks for for top fives and top 10s, because uh, one of those feels a lot different to me than than the other. I, I feel like picking Brooks to win feels a lot different. I feel like uh, we've, you know, no one would be happier to see Louie win than me, but uh, I feel like we've seen this one about, you know, forty-five times now. No, no one would be happier. Like no maybe, one. Maybe would be... a couple people. Okay. okay, but you know, I don't. Know. We've seen this before, right? Like, I, they, I agree. He, they're, those are the two guys that seem to elevate their games more than anybody when the the lights are brightest. But uh, it's just funny to me how uh, good one of them is at getting the job done, and how bad one of them is at getting the job done. It's it's been a couple of years for Brooks. I mean, we've we well, talked took, about the injuries he's had. All he's had all kind. I'm not. I mean, that's unfair to Brooks. I'm just saying it's been it's been two years since the collapse at
2: Beth Page that he managed to hold on and <laughs> got punched in the face a little and hasn't won one since then. I think that's worth noting. Yet at the same time, here he is again, the dude, the one dude that elevates his game for major championships. This is rinse and repeat from Kiowa of just like no form coming in, misses the cut. Uh, One of the worst fields, uh, worst PGA Tour fields that we've seen last week at Congaree and comes in and shoots. I I mean, I know he's not literally in the lead, but I think I think Brooks and Rahm are your leaders right now. If you're looking at that leaderboard of, of highest probability to win this thing, he came out and did exactly what he needed to do. And we'll get to Rahm in a second. But Kepka is the biggest story of the day as far as performance on the golf course for me. Randy, what's your what's your biggest story of the day?
0: um i think one guy we haven't mentioned i saw a lot of him. i was locked into his feature group is Xander? he looked totally in control for most of the day um hit the crap out of the ball i think being right there two under um you know he kind of falls in that he's gotta he's gotta prove it to me that he can get the job done in this situation but i he, he looked very very good today um, and then the only other guy I want to shout out is he, he keeps popping up on these first pages of majors is Hideki. You know, yeah. has has any Masters champion been less? I don't want to say respected, but you know, it's it's almost like yeah, we're he won the Masters, but yeah. but we're not treating him like a Masters champion this year.
2: Um, I think I think the Masters win came with little form leading up to it. Like it snuck up on us, and he hasn't really done much since the Masters win. So we went right back to forgetting him. Um, probably not, you know. If I was to say for better or for worse, probably for worse uh, because again, it didn't feel like he had you know all cylinders firing today, and he sh- still shoots two under par. Like that that dude is just a ball striking force. And if putts go in, we see we've seen what happens. So yeah, I, I agree. It's worth noting. I probably would have not even mentioned him today because. I'm lazy like that. <laughs>
0: uh, but other than that, yeah, it just... The course is... It, it's a bad thing.
2: You want to do Tory yeah. now? DJ, do we have permission to do Tory now?
1: Sure. Listen, guys, I, I'm trying to hold back... I'm trying to hold back the negativity as much as possible, but... Like, Why? I'm, I'm overrun. No, you're, you're right. It just sucks that that, that this, the two stories of the day kind of become... how. And I'm not arguing with any of this. I mean, I, I watched it for the whole day, but it does suck when you... The U.S. Open, like uh, arguably, may be my favorite tournament of the year. I fucking love the U.S. Open. I love, 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 love it. Today was so miserable. I hated watching it today, and and that's not me like doing a bit. That's not me trying to trying to be like shocking or or anything. Like I, I wanted to. I looked all day for like you know what? Don't we're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. Come on. We're going to look for some positivity here. We're going to look for some stuff. I got some great stuff about Russell Henley. Would love to talk about that a little bit more after we get all this out of our system. But uh, it was miserable, man. It's awful. Like it, the the course is is tough. It's not interesting. The, the TV coverage was so bad. Like Split it, that percentage wise.
0: Yes. Wait, wait. Let's stick to Tory for, for now.
2: Us. We'll get the. Well, we'll do a whole Amsterdam segment. I'd say. I, but, I would but say so probably. Some,
1: no, you're right. Oh, I think. I think eighty percent, seventy-five to eighty percent of what I'm describing is probably due to the TV. Yeah. I think.
0: I, and right. I think honestly, that's where yeah. I come out to, I think, but Tory still just doesn't do it for me. But can we get there? All right, now. So what what I'm
1: getting at though is the the a good golf course like Wingfoot, you know, masked a lot of a lot of the bad TV. You know what I mean? Like it, today TV I was, was
2: different last year. It, it was different last year than this year.
1: It, it was, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not that different. I mean, it's yes, there's more commercials this year and yada, 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 but it's there's not a like it new a, deal. It's this year. Not, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to FDR, but it, there wasn't uh, a, a good, interesting golf course can still keep you locked in and, and, and can make you forget about like, man, they're going to another commercial. That's, that's tough, but you know, okay. Uh, when you don't have that, it's it's hard to hard to keep your defenses up,
2: right? So a lot of the defenses that I hear for Tory come from if I click on your Twitter profile, location La Jolla, California. <laughs> location San Diego, California. You can't uh,
1: deny though that it is public.
2: It is uh, very uh, public. <laughs> and a and people people will like yeah you don't like of course like they don't have this. It's a muni. It's a muni. Okay, then maybe it shouldn't host the U.S. fucking mm-hmm. open. Like, yeah. how is how is that just a total pass? Like, if we're looking on the spectrum of all U.S. open courses, right? This is the the last one, right? So why would you give it a pass? Why would you like try to find like all the great things about it or try to pretend like it's not horrible? Like, the USGA is in charge of finding the golf courses to go to and setting them up, right? So. I hear people saying, like, you can't fault the setup. Like, it's just the golf course. The USGA chose the golf course. Yeah. And they also choose the the partner that televises this thing. And whatever the hell we watched today was, like, not the tournament that I love. I mean, I, I'm with you, Deej. Like,
0: say it, solid. Not my, my US Open. Not, not my US, not Open. US Open.
2: I enjoy tuning in and watching a great challenge and a tournament that means a ton And you can't do that on a golf course we just saw a few months ago. That's playing way too similar to the one we just saw a few months ago. It moved like one tee box. The rough's a little thicker. It's maybe a little bit firmer. And there's no like there's just no interesting shots with it. There's no path to getting there. And then throw in like it's like the worst presentation I've ever seen of a major championship. And yeah, it's a tough day of viewing. So yeah, I'm not in the best of moods tonight.
1: (laughs) So I I think so. so, yeah, yeah. I, I had a <laughs> yeah. I had a couple like kind of disparate thoughts uh, really during the PGA where everybody always talks about how the PGA doesn't really have, you know, it, its identity. And, and everybody knows kind of what the Masters is. Everybody knows what the Open is and everybody knows what the U.S. Open is. And, and ordinarily, that's like the the toughest test in golf. Right. And one of my things about the, the PGA was like, man, it'd be really cool if they only limited the PGA to, to public golf courses or like, you know, publicly accessible golf courses, that would be really cool. And in my head, I was like, man, it'd be cool if that's an interesting thing for the U S open as well. Right. Like if it's, if they're trying to make it the, the, the people's championship, this national championship, like that would be great. But I was like, you know what, honestly though, like I think the identity of the U S open is more about going to the best test of golf and the most proper, I, I mean, test is kind of a lame word, but I think that's the one, right? Like the, the best examination of all these different parts of golf, and if you're going to do that, then you do have to, of course, go to Wingfoot and Shinnecock and and all those types of places. The point is, like, you don't have to go to Torrey Pond. <laughs> if, no, if that's no one's your, making you do this. If that's your recipe, if if your recipe is like, we are going to, th- this is going to be such an examination of these guys. It's like go to, you know, get a, get a little better test. We do this examination. We yeah. do it at the
2: Farmers so, every year, and the examination is long holes. Thick, rough, narrow fairways, hit it really far. We don't care about strategy. Do this execution test that also isn't really that much of an execution test because you can hit it in the rough and not pay that much of a price for it. So, like, what what are we trying to identify with this? Like, the longest player, the best of the longest players? That's pretty much what this modern U.S. Open is. It's, like, it's not testing your ability to think your way around a golf course very much. There's a couple interesting pins, a couple shots that, like, all right, I'd rather be left rough than right rough here, but – it's not a comprehensive test at all, and like this is what the championship is supposed to be about that just that's so
1: frustrating, Cody how firm was it out there today because I will push back a little bit on just reading some players and hearing some interviews and stuff it does sound like it's a lot firmer than it is in January, yeah, I mean the ball's definitely rolling. I wouldn't say that it's
3: any other u s open venue that we've had in the past, but it's definitely a lot firmer than. It would be here for the farmers. Yeah. And you see that massive first bounces on greens. I think the greens, they rolled really good. They were not extremely fast by any means. Uh, You saw a couple good putts made, uh, but they're consistent across it. I don't, the rough out here is crazy to me. I love how they hype up the three different types of grass and everything else like that. But when you're standing in it, yeah, it's super thick, but in some spots it's just extremely patchy. So if you get, you know, an unlucky bounce where it rolls an extra inch into Kakuya versus some overseeded rye patch, there's just no consistency in it. And I understand, like, don't Which hit it. Which I think is kind end.
1: of a, a positive, actually. Right. I think the, that, That's I think what Pinehurst is like, is yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I, I, I don't disagree with that. It just I think it'd be more interesting if it wasn't 26-yard wide fairways leading into, like, yeah, yeah, foot off and you might get a terrible lie. Like, that. that just doesn't, I don't know, that's not matching up for me.
3: The thickest rough I'll on mean, the golf course is course. around the greens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that's I dull. Think, I mean, it's super dull. Another thing, like uh, I understand we're not going to Hamsterdam, but TV when when cameras are that high elevated and it flattens everything out, it doesn't show you like how good of a shot it actually is. Then, case yeah. in point, Rory's chip on uh, sixteen or seventeen. I mean, she he was down way at the bottom of this slope they have the overhead camera and then thank god they gave a replay of it coming back and you see like you can barely see the top of his head phenomenal yeah. little
2: flop shot that he hit hmm that's that's but the, the one hole that seems to have what i would enjoy around the greens is number seven like to the left of number seven and that's yeah. a new development it's a shaved bank balls run away from that lou you stays and pulled putter from over there the announcers were shocked completely shocked by that and that is where i'm like that's interesting. Like so, a lot of dudes have been chipping it from over there. Kepka had trouble getting up and down from over there, and Louis Hazen's pulling out putter and, and putting it to a foot. Like that is in that is there. There's little tidbits that Tori's gotten a little bit better. Seventeen has gotten better over the years where they put that new tee in and kind of brought in the Barranca down that left side. There's a, a couple other things that have made Tori better. It's just like you're kind of putting lipstick on a pig.
1: And one thing I, I do want to point out, I know we've said this six hundred times, but. It has nothing to do with like uh, all the all the public golf aspects of this are are massive positives, right? There are plenty of private golf courses that suck as well. Yes, there's Medina feels a lot like Torrey Pines. Firestone feels a lot like Torrey Pines. Congressional, uh, Congressional, like trust me, this isn't. It's not. You know, we're not picking on this because of uh, the, the. muni aspect of it that's a massive it's kind of the only thing it has going for it i was gonna say if, if tory weren't yeah.
0: as public as it is it would be like just an ultimate disgrace yeah yes
1: <laughs>
2: it's it's yeah that's it just it,
0: it stinks i think people thought you know from the beginning of the year really since they announced tory I, you know we've kind of been joking that you know ah, it's not a real us open or just bemoaning that it's kind of gonna suck and you know I guess it was a little bit, but there's a ton of truth in that. And it just stunk to I'm, I'm with you, DJ, in that I think the coverage, I would weigh it more than the venue for me today. But it just was not a great day at golf. Um, and, and that's just that's a shame because, you know, these major tournaments, you get like 16 rounds a year that are truly like, let's lock in and watch golf all day. And it just, you know, to waste one of them is a shame. Can
2: I? uh, Can I? Can we take a quick break before we get into uh, talking about breaks? Sure. Or maybe we can talk a little bit more golf. You you tell me what's next. As I as I tell you about, I don't want to skip
1: over. I don't want to skip over our leader.
2: Right. Okay, we'll get to our leader then. I I don't. Oh, go ahead. But at Cooper Tire, their purpose says that everyone deserves to travel through life's journeys with confidence. That means everyone. That's why they are a proud partner with the John Shippen National Invitational to help these exceptional young men and women approach their road ahead with confidence. John Shippen Jr. was the first American-born golf professional and also the country's first black golf professional. And this event will feature the top men's and women's amateur and professional black golfers June 27th and June 28th at the Detroit Golf Club in a 36-hole competition. The winner of the men's division will receive an exemption into the PGA Tour's Rocket Mortgage Classic, which is July 1st through July 4th. Uh, the women's division will feature a thirty-six-hole competition with a two player team format. The winning duo will earn an exemption in the LPGA's Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational, which is July fourteenth through the seventeenth, which is also played at a team event. Cooper Tyre is a proud partner with the John Shippen National Invitational and there and is there for everyone at every turn.
1: That's you know what ex- that's is.
2: that's a great use of ad space right there. That's, that's an, an unbelievable, exciting partnership. Yeah.
1: Unbelievable event. Uh it's basically like the Waterbury Open. Happy Gilmore, come out, <laughs> come much out, is. come out and play. If you win, you're you're on tour, baby. God, we got awesome. uh, we have a, a some chode in
2: the chats. Uh, <laughs> a Neil Schuster saying the ad load is fucking disgusting.
0: Get out of uh, here with for that. the podcast or for for the golf today. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, all right. Let's get to our leader. We have two leaders here, DJ. But which one do you? You're. Right. You I was. To talk Russell Henley.
1: I wanted to talk Russell Henley. Just Cody. You know, you mentioned you went out and watched him a lot. I think he's just an absolutely fascinating guy. Fascinating for a couple of reasons today. One, hasn't played the Farmers since 2014. So I love kind of throwing that narrative out the window. That you know, there's all this like great local knowledge at Tory Pines uh, that people are relying on, which I think is basically just hit it straight and try to shake in some putts on the. Poana. Uh last time he did play the farmers, he shot seventy-nine and then just didn't come back. Uh, which I think is great. Nah Dog. Uh I just think it's interesting reading, especially reading his quotes afterwards and stuff. And he's having like the the best stretch of his career almost in like total anonymity, if that makes sense. And what's so interesting about a guy like him is that, you know, we trip all over matt wolf and and morikawa and and hovland and of course those guys are you know much more polished and and probably more talented than he was when he when he came out but when he did come out he basically was that guy right he had won on the uh whatever it was called the web.com tour i think at that point uh as an amateur i think he was low am at the u.s open he was an absolute fucking world beater came and won his basically won his first i think first professional start at the sony open uh And then has just kind of had this like really almost anonymous, but really interesting career. And I think all that's kind of been missing is like contending in majors. And so he's a guy that is, you know, people might see him on the top of the leaderboard and just kind of like scroll past him or, or, you know, think he might not hang, which he very well might not. But uh, he's a guy that like really fascinates me for some reason. I'm, I'm stoked to see him up there. I completely Fascinates. agree with that. Fascinates, uh, really. That's, yeah. a, that's a bold. I do. Word. Well, listen. I mean, I, I just feel like we watch the same guys every week, and and he's a uh, he's an outlier. He's got a, it. Seems like he's got an interesting life off the golf course. I dig. Uh, I don't know if it's his wife, his fiance, girlfriend. His wife is a very big time artist. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's a uh, he's a phenomenal guitar player. Also, it's just uh, he's a very <laughs> interesting guy. I'm, I'm I'm way way in on Russell Hemley. That's because when he first came
3: out on tour, we were just hammered with all those inside the PGA Tour ads. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly right. Russell plays the acoustic guitar. How cool is this? Sweet. (laughs) Yeah. What throws me off now, real quick, is that I don't know who this titleist Russell Henley guy is because I'm so used to seeing him like in a Nike script, right? And you see him now, and you're like, oh, wow, what's going on here? He He looks very generic. Oh yeah.
2: Who else would you put in this category of like PGA Tour annual regulars? Just put it in ink. You're going to be there every year on the PGA Tour. You're going to succeed. Yet you do nothing in majors. Like you're not even, not even been a factor. Like, you know, I think a good comp
1: would would be like Kevin Na. Yeah. Right. Or just before this kind of late stretch of his career, which I think we're also like might totally be in for is where he, gets a little more comfortable being out there, a little more kind of like confident at the right times and has everything fall together. Like there's no no reason he couldn't kind of in this, he's not old by any stretch, but in the later years of his career, like there's no reason he couldn't go win like four or five times over the next four or five years. Like that that's not crazy at all. But he also has just been, yeah, he's just around. He's a he's a complete pro. Big Total Russell pro. Henley guy. Pro's I think I've pro. I think I've sold that. I'm coming on too strong on Russell Henley now. <laughs>
0: i think saw, yeah no i was just to answer your question you know like um i another name i would throw out is a guy and this might be like the the top end of the spectrum would be a guy like billy horschel who i feel like is oh yeah billy horschel everybody knows his name he he wins you know a few times and like has he ever really competed at a major
1: a lot of people throwing yes. out Char- charles howell a lot of people throwing out bill haas uh that, which i that's think the, fair that's, the,
0: that's the exact
2: kind of comp i would go with yeah. is dudes that are just print money do extremely well in the pga tour but like you're just not used to seeing their names on leaderboards and majors you guys Can we talk now? charlie
3: hoffman leads the masters first round every year that's true i was gonna charlie, say I is, a lot of I those it. uh
0: bubba accepting i feel like a lot of those georgia guys are uh in that mold
2: yeah, yeah. I, I, I was going with like Chris Kirk, Harris English, like that whole group. And I was like, wait, i yeah. you're just naming all the George guys. But yeah, can we talk about Matthew Wolf? That Who was is. something I did not see coming. One, didn't know like before this week that he was going to be coming back and playing this week. Uh, and two, eight birdies in route to a 70, uh, truly psycho scorecard today for him. I don't really know what to take away from all that. I think you got to be playing really good to make eight birdies. That's maybe obvious, but also, got to be really frustrating to get only one under out of that. But uh, spoke a lot about uh, spoke a lot without really saying a whole lot about what he's been going through. I'm still quite confused as to uh, you know what he, why he's been away from the game. It doesn't sound like he's mentally checked in, and uh, you know struggles on the golf course were weighing maybe on his mental health. It, it sounds quite complicated to be honest, but he's he seems to be as open as possible about it. Yet at the same time, I'm still maybe that's just kind of part of the deal maybe he's very confused and which leads to kind of confusing messaging on what's been going on with him but i think we can all agree at minimum it's good to see him back on the golf course and back in contention at a u.s open uh,
0: yeah I'll definitely.
3: Completely i completely agree with that a great post on press conference today i think that uh we got a chance to look at the transcripts there's going to be lots of articles coming out about it tomorrow but how open he
2: was on the meth- mental health subject which did you it's get more out of that of, than I got out of it? What do what you, what are you kind of reading between the lines? Yeah. He just basically was like,
3: I wasn't having fun anymore. Like this hmm. became a job and like, I was very successful in college. And if I had a bad round, I think his, his quote in there was like, coach would buy me dinner and everything would be okay. And like, I still had my buddies with me. And then you become turn pro and you make, you know, miss five cuts in a row. And all of a sudden you're like, man, this sucks. And he'd go home and it started to weigh on him personally. Then his relationship with his friends and his family and everybody else. And he was as open about it today as you can possibly be. I was shocked on Wednesday when I walked out onto the driving range and I saw Gankus there. I was like, what is George doing here? Hmm. And then next thing I know, here comes Matt walking out. And I was Hmm. like, I can't believe that he was here because nobody had said anything about it.
1: But he showed up big today. First start in in two months. Uh, Ryan Lavner had written a uh, written a good piece. Ryan's probably written more about him, I would guess, than than anybody uh, throughout the college years and stuff. And it just made a lot of good points about how you know how much of an extrovert he is, how much he gets energy from other people, and just spending that year on the PJ tour when you're what twenty two, you know, should be in college. So should like, be in college. Uh, uh, when you're when you're that young and you're that extroverted, and your life suddenly becomes like go to the golf course, then go right back to the isolation in the hotel. Don't talk to anybody. Don't see anybody. Don't, don't really do anything. It's yeah. I mean, your whole life would like, would become golf at that point. Right. It's what else are you doing besides, you know, kind of watching Netflix and reading or whatever. So it sounds, I mean, massively reading between the lines, but I mean, it sounds like some sort of exhaustion, anxiety, depression, sort of cocktail going on. And, and it just, you know, I'm I'm sure that stuff just in that kind of life, like, God, that sure seems like it would just spiral and snowball. And the more you try to fix it, the worse it gets. And I, it's awesome that he, uh, what I found really interesting about the, that presser was, uh, you know, this idea that like, yeah, I didn't even know if I could take time off. Like, I don't even know how that works where like everybody talks about how, you know, all these guys are independent contractors. They can do whatever they want. They can set their own schedule and like it never crossed his mind or or it probably didn't even seem okay to him that like, yeah, I guess, you know, I could just not play if I, if I wanted to. And that even has to be a hard hurdle to get over. So uh, it was, it was good. One of my favorite quotes in there was, he was talking about why he chose to come back at the U S open. And he's, he said, well, I figure if I shoot 78 today, there's going to be a bunch of people that do it. So (laughs) I won't stand out (laughs) as much, which I thought was pretty funny, which can we, or this is,
2: a lot of people are going to roll their eyes at this and we're going to remove, if you take money out of the equation, right? Money does not exist in this statement. Matt's got a lot of money already, probably set for life. If he wanted to be blah, blah, I know. blah, I
1: don't know why he's so fucking sad. What's the big deal?
2: Take that out of the question. <laughs> just kidding. take, and also not it, at a certain point, even early in a pro golfer's life and in, in a competitive golfer's life, the value in playing amazing golf courses diminishes. It just does. Like you don't, appreciate you know going and play when you go when you can play augusta like you're not going to appreciate every single round you played a great golf course take those things out pro golf being a pro golfer kind of sucks like right on the road so much alone time so much even like when the non-covid times like you're just like that there was a picture going around of victor hovland just carrying his bag solo up to the hotel at yeah. kiowa like that's what so much of pro golf looks like it is hey you know everyone's thinking you're flying with your whole team in private jets all the time and everyone's laughing and drinking champagne and doing all that like not a lot of that stuff that goes into it is not that fun the practice rounds like not that fun like is it look really fun when you see them walking inside the ropes and people are cheering you on as you're playing sure but like that comes with like 98 of suck of stuff that is not fun stuff to do i know that probably sounds ridiculous to a lot of people but like i i I, seeing more and more of it i'm kind of like ah God, yeah, like I, I I like I would like to make that much money, but like this whole lifestyle for a long, long period of time, you gotta be a you gotta be a separate breed. You gotta be a special breed. You gotta be Mark Alcovecchia who's played a thousand of these things and loves it and can't wait to get back out there. That is not for everyone. Anthony Kim proved that and like Wolf is kind of, I think, getting a taste of that. Like, this is not this whole thing is not for everyone.
1: Well, especially think of the idea of what he had gone through the couple years before that, right? Where he is the kid right every single person is just telling you how awesome it is oh my god you're gonna do so many big things this is gonna be unbelievable like that had to be so fun he's playing all these events for the first time he's contending in majors and then all of a sudden like you're you start to play poorly you're completely isolated like god it it would just be this i would almost picture like it has to be this massive just like sugar crash right like this just awful it's a cum-
2: great sugar crash, yeah
1: awful just like come down from uh what had to be like the most exciting couple years of his life and so uh yeah I mean all that is like of course we're we're psychoanalyzing someone we've barely spent any time with but it's uh but I, mental health no. also
2: doesn't like make sense to people that aren't going through it right of Like you know no, I, I've exactly. had people in my life that have gone through like depression and things like that and it doesn't make sense to the outside it only makes sense to the person going through it so that's that's my uh, dose of perspective for the day. No, Actually, your point. We, is- before
3: we round this out, okay. too, he made a very clear point, too. He's like, there's millions and millions and millions of people who would love to be in the situation that I am, so do not feel sorry for me. This is just, I'm answering your question. This is how right. I feel, yep. and this is how you're taking it. What on, was
1: wild about that presser was how much he had brought up the fans, where he just kept saying, "Like God, I was so bummed that like I couldn't play in front of the fans. I couldn't play in front of the fans. Like I wanted to be out there for the fans. Blah blah blah. And like that kind of external pressure has to even make it more like, you know, imagine not wanting to be out there and and just you know, basically only playing because you think other people want you to play. Is right. That's a tough spot to be as as well. So it's
0: it's it's really interesting too, just to. Add on here. Um, how many guys probably suffer silently? This this same exact totally feeling, right? And um, look
2: at uh, Chris Kirk, like that yeah. podcast. So he's just talking about anxiety he had, and how you know the only way he could deal with the anxiety was to drink, and like that's what led him to being an alcoholic. And he wasn't telling a lot of people or anyone about that. No one knew that was going on. Like, yeah. there's a reason why golfers, a lot of golfers in the like on the Champions Tour, end up sober because. They've been driven to drink because of, you know, probably dealing with some mental health stuff that wasn't probably very well diagnosed or even being aware that other people were probably going through that. So many people in the comments saying credit to Bubba and credit to Wolf for speaking out on this. And I, I completely agree. I think there's probably, they've probably had multiple people come up to them and say like, Hey, I've kind of gone through this too. Like I, and probably given advice. So
0: I don't know. Yeah. That that's all I was going to say is just kudos to him for, hopefully it feels like such a weight off just being able to to talk about it and really express his, his true feelings so um yeah that's it's great Which Glad is he's, kind of the glad normal back.
3: professional sports right now too this is not just one off for for the pga oh, tour yeah, i mean if course. you look at what's going on at, at tennis it's yeah it's crazy and i will say you know we joke a lot about bubba but really he is kind of the guy that the the sturdy you know the veteran that's there to pick these guys up and help them and, and kudos for that and I think you know you guys know my background and when we talk about mental health and everything else like that and it's something that I deal with com- completely different it's not cuz I'm playing golf but from past military experiences and un- unless you have buddies around to pick you up and you're able to talk to you about it you're not going to do it just because of the stigma that's attached to it so I hope he's back. I hope he has an awesome round tomorrow. Finishes the tournament strong because, man, it was really, really fun to watch today. It was a roller coaster. Uh, Sorry, hopefully, he, he steadies
2: <laughs> it a little bit, but I'm excited to have Matt Wolf back. He should still be in college. I um, want to give a shout-out to The Bullet. Uh, oh, what do you think? The fucking One.
1: bullet, even, <laughs> even I, think. I
2: believe even. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely
0: the yeah. loving life.
2: First <laughs> time in California, first U.S. Open. Uh, fresh off a win on the European Tour, shot even par round today. That was a good, good round of golf. A lot of people, a lot of good names at even par or better. Which sneaky Dustin Johnson shot even. Which kind of felt like he was. That was a very, very quiet uh, even par round for him. Um,
0: uh, did it, we kind of
3: skip past Brooks a little quickly? I have no. one one bullet. Go ahead. Bullet came off the 17th green. Walked to the 18th tee box. I was so excited because I was trying to get. <laughs> caught up to him he rounds the corner and i was like bullet let's go like right in his face and he looked at me like what what are you doing like <laughs> <What, laughs> i know you're over I had uh-huh. no clue and he just turned to his cat and he's like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> just kept him moving. fucking americans yeah, man. man he's like he has, n- has no clue he's like people here shouldn't know who i am but quite a few uh, bullet supporters out there it was great to see
1: God, that's good stuff. I, I, the bullet's going to be an absolute folk hero. What, what's, the, <laughs> yeah. what's the people? What's the people find out his story? I know we're we're doing our part, but the more people need to know. Do, is it is it time for for Hamsterdam? Before we get too deep
2: in in the, I think on a on a day as special as this one, it might be it might be time for Hamsterdam.
3: I just have one question before we okay. get there. Who is going to be the low Molinari this weekend? Mm.
0: God, that's a good question, Cody. You just you just gave me a lot of energy. I'm gonna go with Francesco. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Francesco. Eduardo's been
1: vibing, man. Haven't you I'll, watched him on the Canary Islands? Everything? Yeah, I'll go with uh, I'll go with uh, Eduardo. Sure, that sounds great. Go, <laughs> count me on Eduardo. I mean, too. Eduardo is, you know he's a, he's a he's a complete uh, USGA Championship monster. You know, he's a USAM winner. He, exactly. he totally gets how these things go. Francesco won zero USAMs. <laughs> No four balls, no juniors, no, none of that stuff. Guys are bad guys. <laughs> Only thing I wanted to say on Brooks, sorry, was I thought he had some interesting quotes as well. One, of course, uh, reiterating and pointing out that he watched none of the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. I thought was a great, uh, just, <laughs> just a good. Who, who won great, that, by the way? Uh, just a good twist of the knife. Like, no, I didn't. Wa- I was rehabbing. I didn't. I didn't watch any of it, which is not even different than what I usually do. I usually <laughs> don't ever watch any golf, anyways. So that was interesting. Uh, to just something that stuck out for me, like it, I think it, it ends up sounding like a cliche because it sounds so simple and, and kind of boring, but I think what he, he might be the best us open player because he is so incredibly patient and so incredibly like, uh, I don't know if it's process driven or whatever, but he had a quote, like it's so <laughs> basic, but he just said it quote, it's pretty simple. A lot simpler than a lot of guys make it and it was just this idea of like when you watch him play it's it's never flashy it's never like going at every flag stick. it's just he's literally just like not making mistakes and outlasting everybody like he doesn't try to do too much he he's the definition of like completely keeping it in front of him and that kind of clicked for me today with the like of course when things started to get a little rocky like he made a bunch of really good par savers but it's just it's always feels boring to watch him because he's never He's never doing anything crazy, flashy, right? Like he just—he's perfect for these because he hits it to twenty feet a bunch and two putts a bunch, you know. And like you never see him—he's him, gonna be right there.
2: You never see him make like, oh, that was dumb. Like, why exactly. did he do that? He exactly. never makes like a horrible mental mistake. Like, he will make a lot of physical mistakes. He will hit some errant tee shots, but almost always with his iron approaches, it makes a lot of sense where he leaves it. Whereas, I—I I, I think I don't—I don't personally root like for the human Brooks, but I, I like when he's involved. I, 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 find myself wanting him to make putts when he's standing over a putt. I think golf's more interesting when he's in it. And I don't get the same feelings that I get when I'm watching Rory, which so many times with Rory, it's like, how the fuck did you hit it there? Like, what are you doing hitting <laughs> that wedge there? And I never get that feeling with Brooks. He feels in control. Exactly yeah. what you said. And that's, that's interesting. Cause he doesn't come off as a super cerebral golfer. Like he doesn't seem like he thinks his way around a course, uh, but I think there's a, a lot more going on with that in terms of a game plan and, and just keeping things simple though. he
1: seems like he's doing the center of the greens challenge out there. <laughs>
2: that's
1: not, uh, that's not off, but like but there was that quote, I, I forget who, uh, I, I guess it must've been the TV interview. Um, when they asked him like, you know, when did this us open stuff really click for you? And he's like, yeah, probably like the first one when it became like pretty obvious, like just don't try to do too much. And I don't know whatever for whatever reason that really like hit me today where, uh, it's like, man, no, the, he, I think he's telling us everything we want to know. Like, it's going to be really boring because it's just not going to be a lot of mistakes. Do you but think? But that-
2: something's off with hitting seventy-three. Justin raced at seventy-three percent of your greens in U.S. Opens and all the other events combined sixty-seven percent. Like that is yeah. messed up. That's
1: that is messed wild. up.
2: You're doing something weird here. Like something's not something. Well, not well right I think it's a different that. style it of golf, golf, though. though. Yeah,
0: yeah. It might just be, yeah. you know, a, a different level of focus and and being locked in.
1: Like I think if he did play like this at, at normal tour events, like he'd get boat raced. right? Like you have, it's a totally different thing where it it, it does. It's it's uh, we joke about this a lot, but I mean it it is kind of a different game, where it's the PJ tour. A lot of weeks, not all weeks, of course. There's a lot of you know very proper golf courses, but it does become kind of like you know it's pillow soft. You better hit it really fucking close to the hole, man. You yeah. better be, you better make thirty birdies this week, otherwise you you have no chance. And that's just like not, it's not his game. Yeah. Or it's not where he shines the best, I should say. That talks a lot about their, their process too, as, as Brooks is kind of,
3: as you said, his first major, yes, I realized it. I think if you see like Brooks and DJ, like obviously extremely high golf IQs and DJ always got kind of told the, that he's the guy that's kind of the dummy which i don't think was the case at all because he's so freaking smart on the golf course but they're kind of like morphing morphing into the same person and i'm always curious on how much claude had to do with that because their processes and how they handle themselves on the course is almost exactly the
1: same yeah yeah that's interesting hmm I'm surprised Claude is is able to work with wasn't he Bubba's didn't he sign up as Bubba's life coach that's all that flashes in my head when when I hear about Claude but I'm surprised he works with other clients. All right, <laughs> I'm 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 officially kicking it off. We're
2: on Hamsterdam. We're t- only talking coverage right now. We 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 can come back to some golf, but I want a round table. I want you guys on the record first. Randy, what did you think of the coverage today?
0: Um So I spent the first part of the day watching feature group. It was great. Um, shout out very good. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, as expected, really nice. And then the afternoon, the second wave, I flipped over to the main coverage and, you know, I don't like to, I I don't enjoy, I don't pile on in hamstram. Usually it, it, to me, it seemed like a lot of commercials and just didn't have the U S open presence to it. Um, you know like the easiest comparison i can make is the u.s women's open was virtually commercial free shout out rolex and today felt like it, they were going to commercial every you know six seven minutes um, how many
2: how many commercials from 2:17 p.m until the end of the coverage how many times do you think they went to commercial just to, just a guess Seven hundred
0: fifty-five. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take. Uh, give me four hundred and sixty-three. <laughs> God damn it! Come on, guys. Cody, how many times did they go to commercial in the
2: last eight hours? Did you count them up? Uh, I watched all of five minutes of coverage. <laughs> well, but what would your life. estimate be? What's what's a what sounds like a lot in that time frame? Three hundred and fifty. <laughs> you guys are bad people. Seventy commercials. How many? How many? They went to fifty-two commercial breaks. From from the point where I start where it got so bad that I was like, God, I think I kind of need something to do this afternoon. I'm gonna count it. Like, that's where I started. And then they went to commercial 52 times after that happened. (sighs) Like, so this is again, I want to set the scene for what has happened in previous years. Fox took over this contract, spent a ton of money, and got won the US Open, the USGA contract. They presented the US Women's Open commercial free. They did all the U.S. Junior, the USAM, Am, all that stuff. Almost commercial free, if I remember right. The, I know the finales were commercial free. U.S. Open always had commercials, but it was much, much, much lighter. A lot of under-up to coverage parts were presented by Rolex, blah, blah, blah. Fox signed a bad deal. Let's just, let's just get out in front of this, right? They, it was a loss leader for them. For them, it was like live sports rights were what you needed to be doing if you want to be a sports network. So they wanted golf. They were fine losing money on it. Then they decide when the pandemic hits, they decide they can get out of this contract and pay what I believe to be 70 cents on the dollar. NBC basically got it for them for 30 cents on the dollar from what I believe, somewhere around that number, right? They took it over. They saw it as a chance to get out. They're paying a bunch of money to not broadcast the tournament. Bad deal for Fox. But for NBC, what I understood it to be, at least for last year, was they took over the Fox contract. So when we watch Wingfoot same amount of commercial windows that we saw last year in 2020 that we would have seen on Fox right and I didn't I don't remember seeing any influx and I have this actually confirmed that the commercial load has increased substantially and by my estimation probably doubled right so not only is is NBC paying 30 cents on the dollar for this coverage they are hitting us with as many commercials as we get during the PGA tour which is the most ridiculous broadcasting deal in all of sports as far as my knowledge in terms of commercial per what you get out of it right so now your event the USGA's prime event the US Open the biggest event the national championship event is on par with the worst part of televised golf in the world like there's nothing worse in the world for televised golf than a PGA Tour event and that's what we're getting for the national championship you can combine that with Tory. And like that, this is what you've chosen to present to people as your flagship event. How are we
1: not supposed to be upset? But what you don't understand, Solly, and it's okay. This is, is a brand new contract. Don't give you, me contracts. No, but what you don't understand is like, that's how these players are able to play for so much money. Congratulations. is you know? <laughs> because of the sponsors, you know, that's the thing is the sponsors, they, they help foot the bill for, to make sure these guys can, can have these great lives, which is always my favorite thing. Cause I'm like, Yo, I don't give a shit how much you guys play for. Like, you guys don't have great lives unless we watch. And that was so fucking unwatchable today that like, Randy, to your point, like I there's no way I can do anything other than than watch the feature groups tomorrow. That it was truly yeah. miserable. It's a disgrace. Yeah, it was it was it was bad. Randy, was do you bad. have anything to add on
0: that? <laughs> I just I like the bullet, I'm just loving life right now. <laughs> uh uh what do I have to add? You know what takes me off in the afternoon? Um <laughs> to put really good groups on feature group cover and then spend the whole main cast just showing the feature group. And then like hmm. we'll cut away if somebody makes a twenty foot putt. It's like, Oh, this you know, so and so it's like, Oh god, I bet this is going in. Um the 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 it's it just annoys me. So I don't know. I'm As long as they put Mickelson in feature group tomorrow afternoon, that's where I'll be watching. (laughs) But, like, that's – like, I'm – that's a very personal
2: thing and of course i can tune in and watch the feature groups and so many people chime in to say like oh, well just dvr and fast forward through everything it's like yo that's not how like 98 of people take in live sports it's not supposed to be like this there's nothing i do in my life that i sacrifice a third of the time just for ads like there's nothing i there's no content in the world that's worth that if this podcast was 18 minutes of commercials out of 60 you would not listen to it you wouldn't i would not ex- i would not expect you too. like that we're getting robbed right in front of our faces and it's so unbelievably frustrating and like the, the, i've never seen the sentiment so angry of all the coverage stuff we've done over so many years i've never seen people as angry as they were today that was the worst day of coverage, maybe because it was a punch in the face because we weren't expecting so many commercials. Like I'm budgeted when I know when CBS is taking over, I know there's going to be a lot, but I didn't know this was coming, and that was a punch
1: in the face. As, as Neil would say, uh, "Houdini punch" to this. Yes, time. just a <laughs> <boom>.
2: <laughs> As hard as I hit that hill with that four iron, that's how uh. hard I got punched in the face today. Uh, and it's not, Rhett, we haven't even gotten to
1: like how bad they were at storytelling what was going on. Like, but that's and that's where I would give a pass is like, dude, you can't do anything when you have that many commercials. You, you can't, no. it, it is constant, just like th- there's nothing you can do. Like, you're, you're chasing your tail all day, which is where I, I like, I, I don't know. I, you can't. You almost like can't fault the crew for this because they're so. You can tell they're so good at doing what they're doing because you oh, see yeah. it at. Uh, we've pointed out, but a week like the Players Championship, when they have room to run and they have like no commercials, like they're really fucking good at it. It's not the crew, and it's not really. It, it's not the NBC. You know, it's the NBC executives plus the PGA yes. executives. Yes, right. It, and it's that's all that's, sweet, that's
2: where you sweet done. It's it's all bean counters that have totally fucked this up, and whoever beat... Cat. Whoever oh, B bad. is, who B who just said s- out of it, out of it. Okay. <laughs> Whoever B is on the uh, YouTube comments that just said Solly is just mad because his TV is tiny. Congr- <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> you just won a Precision Pro rangefinder. Uh, nice. So DM me and I will send you a Precision <laughs> Pro Finder because that is very
1: funny. <laughs> that is a that's a really good comment. My TV, it's bigger than it looks. I swear, it's the camera angle. <laughs> it has got the Michael Scott plasma up on the wall. <laughs>
0: I wanted to, uh, just on the subject, one of Anthony D on Twitter, one of my favorite tweets I saw today. Uh, you can't win the fans over on Thursday, but you can certainly lose them. I thought that was <laughs> that's excellent. really good. Yeah. Like God, Matt. Oh, oh God. And they're going to do the British open too. It's
1: going to be the same thing. And but that's yeah. different though. Right. I mean, it's a different, it's not a, just an NBC thing, right? Like there's two sides, two people have to sign this deal. Right. So the USGA is not like it's not like the USGA just gives them like a, you know, a blank, a blank plan for the week and says, like, why don't you guys just put in as many commercials as you feel is is right? Like they have to both sign off on it, you know, and it's yep. it's so let's not you just highlighting a bunch of comments. what did the Sorry, have I don't know how to do this. I'm trying to reply
2: to him. He's trying to figure out how to DM me. We'll fi- we'll figure it out. Be great, uh, great YouTube name.
1: <laughs> email no laying up at Gmail dot com. There you go. But the let's not put it on the RNA yet. We haven't seen it yet. Let's not prejudge the RNA. We can judge the shit out of the USGA because it's pretty clear where their priorities have lied. But if you're the USGA, aren't you mad? Like, aren't you upset about the way that was presented today? Like, Like, you're you just like people. Didn't you sign the deal? Like, that's it's the same as the PJ Tour, right? Like the PJ Tour signs the deal to have that many commercials every week. They're not allowed to then be like, man, this is crazy. Yeah, Yeah, we don't know why there's so many commercials either. It's nuts. Like the USJ had to had to be okay with this. It's it's awful. It's so bad. Everybody everybody is to blame. It's 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 really not good. Hmm. The purses are going up though, which is is awesome. That's That's fucking sick. God, that's That's cool. cool. Yeah. And next next week you'll be. I did. You know what? I got another complaint. Augmented reality. I got another
0: complaint. I saw multiple commercials for the Tory Pines U.S. Uh, Open that I'm watching. Oh, my God.
2: What? I, wait, just wait until a Wild You've World of Cups. We, we sold, do a playing I'm through. And, and also, fuck playing through. Like, it is <laughs> – that does not count as coverage. Like, that's worse than coverage. It, because then – because well, if you're streaming it, you don't yeah, see it. Exactly. And then you, they come back and I'm like, oh, you saw Phil's shot. No, I don't, My you, you are not keeping my eyes on the screen with a commercial playing next to it. Uh, if you did the math on whatever percentage of the screen, it has to be taking up – 12 percent of the screen where they have this golf coverage right and then it, golf coverage is not good enough to have no sound and cover 12 percent of the screen and keep my attention trust
1: me uh yeah i'm shocked we didn't see any players commercials this week it seemed like that would have been just the perfect little those fire starter logs <laughs> just to just to piss everybody off and but, how about uh, sending people to peacock for the last hour well like don't after. come at my hitters at peacock at Peacock's the cock. Been sweet yeah getting <laughs> cocked today was one of the highlights and also, honestly, like that, that serene, like, did I just have a stroke? Yeah, we'll be right back. Where, I loved where the, it. Where the, well, that was cool too. But the, uh, oh. I meant that, like, when you switched over and, and there's no announcers, it's oh, all kind of like incredible. jumbled oh. ambient noise. You're like, yeah, I might just be toast. This might be, uh, I think I might have finally short circuited. But uh, no, it was, uh, it was technical difficulties. But more of that, Peacock, if you're listening. I thought that oh, was sick. And- when they would go to breaks, uh, that was sweet. They would play this really ambient,
0: zen music. I was like, keep it in break. I'm, I'm vibing right now. <laughs> uh, speaking of vibing, you know, is
2: not vibing today. That I honestly, you could have told me he withdrew and nobody would have noticed. Jordan Spieth shot seventy seven mm. today
0: tough he stinks. he stinks which i'll
2: admit it was very nice to have gone into a tournament with just like a total write-off of speed i didn't yeah. even bother with any hype train with this one i was just like nah this is this is not his week
1: not his course <laughs> i don't want to you know drive down the street this is gonna be a complete drive-by shooting of a lot of guys but uh, a lot of horses just absolutely sucked today yeah bryson two over jt two over hovland three over Fienau, three hold over. hold on hold on hold on do you think two overs out of it no, no, no. I don't think it's out of it, but it's not good. I mean, it's like T61. Right. I mean, these it's, are... That's back. Uh, that's not yeah, T30 these are, plus two. These are our guys that all kind of like fit the mo- fit the models too, right? Where okay. we kept saying in the preview is like, you know, there's probably 30 guys that, that can win this tournament, it seems like. I mean, I think all these guys are on that list. We're Bryson, two over. JT, two over. Hovland, three over. Finau, three over. Morikawa, four over. That's a really frustrating one. Jordan five over and Team Rose seven over. I'm still going to put him on the list. He's been playing well. Oh, sorry, I didn't catch up on his last hole.
0: Phil was four over. I was pissed.
1: Zalatoris was. I think Phil might be. Phil might be. uh, We might be in a complete house money situation. I think Phil Phil. is truly punting.
0: Freed up.
2: He's punting (laughs) to like let you appreciate what happened at the at the PGA. Like you need to. You you don't understand what happened there, right? I'm going to punt this tournament. Just so you remember how ridiculous it was that I won the PGA,
1: uh, I and I'm not. I'm not out. saying that two overs <laughs> out of it by any means. By the way, I see a lot of the a lot of the comments people say. It's like, listen, you, you didn't do yourself any favors today if you shot two over.
2: Two over is not a good round today. You're, you're not out of it, but it I mean, you got to leapfrog sixty dudes if you want to win this thing. That's yeah. that's.
3: I not mean, you
0: guys fucking how far back? Too far back? Is that what you're? Well, talking? I'm ready to play. Let's play. <laughs> Let's fucking play, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm
1: putting
0: no it one at, I am putting it, I'm putting it low. I'm putting it at 5. Plus 5 too far out. I every, everything better plus than plus five. 5, I'm willing to that, see more. That's that's wild. I'll, I'll say, say
2: no one plus 3 or or worse is winning this tournament. So I, I plus agree. 3 is too far back.
0: That's
3: what I was going to say too. Cody Yeah, I'd go with plus 3. I I think 5 is a bit much. 3 3 is going to be where it's at. You
1: were trying to figure out that word, Randy, when they uh, put the horses out of their misery. Them. Yeah, euthanize. Well, yeah, I think there's another a name spe- for- specific word for it. Someone in the comments, if you if you know the word, hit us. I don't think it's destroy.
0: <laughs> um, you know they bring, they they bring out the big uh, the the curtains. They put them up around the horse, and that's it for them. A lot that of that seems like how today. how
1: your boy uh, Baffert probably cut his teeth. He's a bad guy. You guys sure got to go over to the trap to, to listen. I'm sure, more he a, uh, I'm sure, he got a. I'm sure he got a big kick out of those
0: days. You, you've you've just you've just annihilated Victor Hovland. Um, you've annihilated. He was three over.
1: No, he's still in. He was three yeah. over. I said. I no, said three overs. Three, is too three far over
0: back. or worse. I think three
1: overs too far back. Oh, all right. Well,
3: then I guess I did too. Except for Tony, well, maybe he has a chance.
0: I mean, Morikawa Tony's Tony's actually in a great spot tomorrow. to finish T6, T top four <laughs> Americans. Can I do two a
2: couple more sneaky good rounds? Patrick Cantling, one under. Just want to take note of that one. Just that that one's that one's worth putting a little little jot on your paper. Also, uh, I lost it. Adam Scott, minus 1. Yeah. Huge Tory nice. record, like a very very sneaky Tory record. Uh, and that i didn't not notice that and burger it even too i didn't i don't think i saw him hit a shot today although nbc of course did that we show one shot from all 156 people that no one's asking for no one's asking for that
1: if i'm being Um, honest positivity i got a little kick out of them moving around to so many different guys today there was a lot more than i can remember maybe this is just me checking out a little bit more but there was a lot more than i can remember of like huh who is that guy? That's fun. <laughs> you know, a lot of lot of googling, guys. It was it was. Great. That works when you're not taking <laughs> s- over six breaks an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Who's that tough. guy?
1: <laughs> no, you're right. When, when you only have like, yeah, I was gonna try to get a blast off today about you know they're twelve hours of coverage, which which means about ninety one minutes of golf shown to the to the hardcore fans. But uh, when, when you're got that small of a hole, I I I'm with you. That might be a little clever. Uh, It's been insinuated the coverage is going to be better this weekend,
2: and I that I'm very much, very much in a believe it when I see it uh, situation here. Well, if that's that's the case,
0: you know, if I may, I'm sorry, DJ. If I may, (laughs) all right, really quickly, if I may, you know, zero credit, and you know, what what do you want? Like a thank you for your service for putting on a good golf tell, guys. Get out of here with that. Yeah. Oh God, yeah so
2: you know they always get this front loading thing like oh yeah we're front loading into this part but that just means even at best you regress to like what's normal on the back half you don't front load and then do light on the back end right you just do front load ton of commercials and then you regress into like an average amount of commercials there's never you're never any benefit to the front loading
1: uh good good comment there from someone asking if they're moving courses this weekend that's why the telecast is gonna be a lot better uh I would say honestly what the vibe that this telecast gave me today was if I was a very very casual fan so to your point like I'm I'm sure that it actually will be better on the weekend but if I tuned in and I watched that for an hour today I literally would say I don't care I like I'll see it for the back nine on Sunday yes like I'm not going to follow this tournament for the until until then cuz it's going to be pretty miserable
2: and we might get an exciting finish of a close score at the end, like we very well might. And and like there's going to be a lot of people that just tune in for the back nine and just won't understand why it was a painful, painful path to get here. But uh,
1: I, know, I know, I know, people on the podcast can't see this, but uh, this comment kind of got me. solid with the World yeah. War II era microphone. <laughs> the boys have uh, come over the ride and they're beep, making the way beep, towards beep, Berlin. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> that that was really good david s that really got me <laughs> anyways you were saying very fun i do not
2: know
0: what i was saying <laughs> i got i got i got a couple shadows before we get out of here uh hayden buckley 69 today that was uh, awesome nice gun to my head for a million dollars couldn't have named a thing about him corn fairy uh, tour player
1: yeah, I just learned that. I didn't. I, mean, I didn't buy-up. know. I just. I just googled it. Actually, I was on a Wikipedia page. I, I saw uh, Hayden Buckley was a, a quarterback. I was like, oh, two sport athlete. Uh, but it was a, a quarterback from like the '50s, so it was a different <laughs> different guy. Out. Yeah. Uh, and then
0: Andrew Koz, Koznin. Let me make sure I get his name right. Uh, Koznin, low am so far, even round. Love love when an amateur sneaks up there. And then finally, my guy Guido. I, I love uh, love what Guido's doing. Guido Migliozzi, uh shot an even par. One of my favorite names in the game.
1: Did you guys know Francesco Molinari is three under?
0: Yeah, that's we t- we chatted what? about that. I believe we just I didn't know who a low Molinari. You
1: no, I, no, I know. I didn't realize Francesco had <laughs> played that well. That's Nobody, oh,
2: outrageous. Nobody told me. <laughs> Rafa <laughs> obligatory. Rafa shot three under. Uh, mentioned at
1: least. So talk three about eight. didn't even talk about the rib. The rib starting career. round
2: two, not like
1: ten strokes back.
0: I know. Let's don't we we need it. to talk
1: about the rib before we before we get out of here. Sally, so, what'd you see from the rib today? I saw him not play himself out of a major
2: championship in round one, which is tried. progress. He tried. Which is progress. Did he? I thought
1: he looked like he was trying on the back nine a little bit.
2: I don't think there's enough places for Rory to really get himself in trouble at Tory. You know, like I think it his play should his style should match up really well with this course there's not the doubles and triples waiting for him there uh i i, I don't know so it makes sense that the rib would stick around for a little bit
1: we got through round 1 we haven't got through round 1 in honestly a long time oh no i'm i'm very very bullish i thought it was great like it was great i'm saying it looked like it was getting a little wobbly on that back nine he was he was kind of trying to do his normal thursday thing but he hung in there he Big made through put there on yeah. 17
2: uh, we are getting reports that after the round, he he you know he, he finished in the dark there, and after the round, he said, "I, I put, you know I putt better in the dark," uh, as he finished there. Which the, listen, that's probably not a great sign. But um, Rory's like we're he's got
1: he's got to be feeling himself after uh, banning greens, reading books this week reportedly as the pack chairman.
2: That was a big step. So he, he was actually. Be, he positive.
1: I think he's he's a, quickly approaching the kid. Spieth didn't look like the kid today, so <laughs> <laughs> the the mantle may have been passed. A quick
2: check on uh, putting stats. Taylor Montgomery led in uh, four and a half strokes game putting. Patrick Rogers, four strokes game putting. Same with Scotty Scheffler. Russell Henley almost with four. Francesco Molinari almost with four. Uh, Kepka gained three shots on the greens today. So usually his sustainability models are off the charts, but uh, he might be a part of the erosion committee. Um, if it, Unless he maintains, you know, gaining that much on the greens. and then. Uh, on the other end of, of the spectrum, Colin Morakawa cost himself almost three shots on the greens today. So,
0: mm. I, in that vein, watch out for my guy, Matty Fitz. Shot a 70 today and I think was like 108th putting. Mm. Good U.S. I've always thought good U.S. Open game.
2: Best strokes gain approach was Abe Anser, Grayson Sig, Shane Lowry, and Matthew Fitzpatrick, along with Russell Henley. So,
3: watching Abe Anser live still blows my mind.
2: He's, he's so good, but he's so small. It, it's crazy it's how good he guy. eats his irons. Rogan vibes. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's
3: just a little guy. I need you, thing, the last thing you I'm come in a little
1: stronger with the Skip Bayless. Uh, Abe answers too short to win the U.S. Open. No, not saying hey. that.
3: And I also think it's really cool when you have people from you know other nationalities who speak other languages, and they have like small pockets of fans everywhere you go, and they can zone in and, and focus and respond directly to them. You get a lot of that with Abe. Really, That's really cool. cool. You get a lot of that with ROM, too. Uh, and it's nice to see out there.
0: Adam we don't really talk too much I gotta about I do I think Adam had ones like that as well.
1: <laughs> of course.
3: I'm not going to touch that.
1: Guys, anymore. I'm getting loopy. The, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the
3: duck club is going to be angry at me. But, <laughs> hey, uh, shot of the day real quick. Bubba's driver off the deck.
2: Oh, that was sick.
3: That was incredible. Awesome.
2: Uh, Bubba, I wish he just didn't suck so much. He would be so, he's so fun to watch. Like his playing style was so different. Like where he had his feet aimed on that driver off the deck, it, it was so absurd. He looked like, who, who was Who was the old Reds hitter, uh, Rainy, that like had one foot out the, was it Paul O'Neill that used to have like a foot outside the batter's box when he would,
0: or Sean Casey did that. it too. He was way yeah, outside he and stepped into it. That's I mean, if what I Like Tony Fernandez, that's yeah. the guy like, totally open and almost facing the pitcher that's what that's what he looked like hitting that ball so you know he's never hit a straight ball in his life i never had a lesson when, either yeah love when the announcers go to that <laughs> what do so, you think I, i'm taking like a running out of gas yep, yeah this is it this is it for me bryson Lit. we didn't we didn't talk a lot of bryson
2: um that's fine i just wanted he, to talk hey, about that shot 13. you see him photobomb brooks's interview again that was fun. He's was wacky. Super cool. He's so zany.
1: Uh, man, I'm in on that. That was that was funny.
2: Bryson seems to play a lot of rounds where it's like, yeah, it's kind of like the highest you could have shot, man. Like you got nothing out of that.
1: <laughs> what did you call him today?
0: Uh, <laughs> hey, he's like Scott Buggy. <laughs> not boogie
1: what from the from the wire for the first episode of the wire so, <laughs> he,
2: he, he, keeps... he just like keeps getting punched down but like keeps coming back to like jumping behind Brooks
1: he keeps robbing but, the game
2: yeah he keeps like and robbing the keep game. kicking his ass <laughs> and, but he like keeps doing it like he knows the punishment's coming but keeps doing it doesn't care is like it's the America. punishment has not changed his actions like, yeah, as America we had to let him play he's like stop boogie <laughs> Don't act like you weren't thinking the exact same thing, Randy. Oh,
0: I got to rewatch God. The Wire. I, that's that reference is oh. a little over my head. That's really good, really, <laughs>
1: really good. Uh, only thing I had in Bryson was that the shot he hit on the par five was at thirteen. Uh, when that he's in this awesome. sand filled divot and he tried to hit like <laughs> this uphill, like nippy, like spinner to that tuck tuck flag. Even everybody on the broadcast was like, "Yeah, no, all he can do is." Just like you know, just run one right up that runway to you know just 30, 30 feet. Make make your par, and yeah, went right at it. Just no chance that was going anywhere except for the, in those bunkers short. That was very bad. That's it's exactly not, the kind of shit Brooks is not doing. Yes, That's but not it was on awesome Bryson,
3: like, That's on Tim. All right, uh,
1: yeah, it's on. Uh, it, it's th- is that they strike you as a win as a team loses a team because?
2: But how how is Bryson <laughs> not getting to thirteen? After all that shit, you can't reach a six hundred yard par five. Like, he was close. Yeah, but you can't be short. Like, you can't. They're, you there? If you're gonna do all that shit, you can't be short. Right? Like he did, he was going for it and didn't get there. Like that. Of all the stuff you've been doing, that can't happen. Like that's but, where. Like we're gonna question your strategy.
1: It looks like some of those other teens have some speed. Maybe they'll. Maybe they're the guys to watch out for. All the teens that he's hanging with in his simulator.
2: Did anyone reach 13 today? Who could say? <laughs> the course. How are you setting us up for that question? Like we don't fucking know. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> Cody was there. Maybe he saw somebody reach it. I don't know. I also Here.
3: didn't realize how far like
2: uphill 13 green is mm-hmm. elevated. It's crazy yeah. up there. Oh, yeah. Plenty of people reached 13 today. Matthew Wolf reached 13 today. There's a bunch of balls. Xander got over 13 today, and Bryson couldn't get there. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> hate that.
0: Dude, Bryson or Xander uh, was hitting like 370 consistently. It was amazing.
1: It's running firm out there in the fairways. Oh Shout out to the God. Epic Speed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All boys. Right, let's go to let's, bed. Let's stop. All right. Uh, boys, that was fun. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for everyone in the live chat. That was especially fun. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Good night. Cheers. Bye. Uh,
0: be the right club be the right club today
1: yeah mean that's better than most how about him that is better than most better than most